Lekutei Sichas, Volume 23, the first Sicha on Bamidbar, and the title here is Individual Equality in Being Part of One Whole. On the verse, these were the ones summoned by the congregation, the princes of the tribes of their fathers. They are the heads of the thousands of Israel. Rashi quotes the words, these were the ones summoned by the congregation, and comments, who were summoned for every important manner concerning the congregation. Now, Rashi's commentators see this comment in one of two ways. One, Rashi is coming to negate the possibility of reading Kruye Ha'eda, summoned the congregation, as meaning that these were the ones who summoned the congregation. But rather, it means that they were summoned by the congregation to deal with every important matter concerning the congregation. And the reason Rashi negates the original thought is because summoning the congregation is not an importance, quote, honor of a prince of the 12 tribes of Israel. Another way they see it, number two, the meaning of Kriya is that they are called by the people of the congregation, in which the congregation now becomes the summoners and the creators of the princes. This is not befitting. Hence, Rashi points out that while the princes are the ones summoned and maybe even by the congregation, but this is all about every important matter concerning the congregation in which they are needed by the congregation. However, both these explanations are difficult to understand. For one, if Rashi is here to only explain the word kruye, summoned, as in who is summoning who, then Rashi's custom is to only quote the word he is explaining, and therefore should have only quoted the word kruye. Additionally, as in this very instance of our portion, which is about the princes gathering and summoning each their tribe for the senses that God commanded be taken, why would Rashi define this as a lack of importance? Quite contrary. Hence, we must say that Rashi's issue is not the content of the princes doing the summoning, but rather Rashi's point is that the word kuruye means summoned and not summoning However, this is simply understood, and Rashi has no need to tell this to us. Number two, the princess being summoned by the congregation does not make the congregation superior and the princes inferior. When the congregation is summoned, summoning them for a matter of importance. Hence, why is Rashi telling us that the Kuruye being summoned is not talking about the princes being, the, being summoned by the congregation, but by the matter of importance? In continuance to this verse, the next excuse me, verse states, Then Moses and Aaron took these men who were indicated by their names. Here Rashi makes two comments. One, quoting the words these men, Rashi comments, these 12 princes. And two, quoting the words who were indicated, Rashi comments to him here by their names. Now Rashi commentators see these two comments to be telling us that due to the longevity of the verses, then Moses and Aaron took these men who were indicated by their names instead of a brief, then Moses and Aaron took them. We may mistakenly think that the verse is talking about other people and not these princesses. Hence, Rashi clarifies this for us. However, it is extremely difficult to say that Rashi has any need to negate the thought that in middle of the portion, the verses took these men 
right after telling us these were the ones summoned by the congregation would mean other people and no less with just hinting to us who were indicated by their names without telling us clearly who these others are. Other Rashi commentators explain that being that the verse refers to them here as men and not princess, we may think that they're being called to join to take the sentence the census was not in the capacity of being princes, but of just being men. Hence Rashi tells us these twelve princes, however, Rashi would then have to also explain as to why the verse calls them here men and not princess, which Rossi doesn't explain at all. The explanation to all of this requires that we first explore other questions on these verses. Number one, these two verses were seemingly completely unnecessary. The first verse so because the earlier verse in, in number four, which says, With you there shall be a man for each tribe, one who is head of his father's house already tells us that these were the ones summoned by the congregation. Likewise, it is superfluous to tell us that Moses followed the directives which God told him with the verse, then Moses and Aaron took them. Of course, Moses followed God's directive that with you there shall be. Number two, the verses of uh, from 5 to 16 of these are the names of the men who shall stand with you from Ruvain and then the verse goes on to list each tribe what the name is and it concludes they are the heads of the thousands of Israel were said already on the this was said on the first day of the second month in the second year after the exodus from the land of Egypt which took place one month after the inauguration of the tabernacle, by which the princes each brought their inauguration of the altar sacrifices. And there, God already notified us of who the princes are. Hence, why is God now saying these are the names of the men? As if saying, as if saying that God is first now, one month later, revealing to Moses who the princes are? It is precisely these questions that drives Rashi to understand the verse. To which Rashi explains that at this instance of these were the ones summoned by the congregation, there was something new taking place now amongst the princes who were summoned for every important matter concerning the congregation. Meaning, what's the novelty here? The previous, that previously each prince was only bound and responsible for his own tribe. However, now God is making each and every prince summoned by the entire congregation. Every important matter concerning the anyone of the entire congregation. And this is pursuant to Rashi's previous comment, where it's the verse says, with you there shall be, and the word there is plural a man from each tribe. And Rashi says, with you there shall be, plural, when you count them, there should be with you a prince from each tribe. With which Rashi means that at the counting of each tribe, there will be the princes of all the tribes. But why? The princess is needed by the counting of his tribe to validate and ensure that every person counted is indeed from his tribe. However, of what need is there to have any prince by the counting of any other tribe but his? This is what Rashi is explaining with the novelty of God's present appointment of the princes that they be, quote, the one summoned of the congregation. 
They were summoned for every important matter concerning the congregation. This will also explain the closing of this verse. They are the heads of the thousands of Israel. For we are not speaking here of the prince just being one who is head of his father's house, meaning the tribe, but rather each of them now being a head of the entire Jewish people, the thousands of Israel. With this, we understand why the names of the princes are being named as a new notification, even though they were named but a month earlier. The verse states in Exodus, See, I have called by name Bezalel when God appointed him the GC over the building of the tabernacle. Now, this means that God appoints and empowers one to a new appointment by calling him by name. Thus, here too, as the princesses were, hereby being appointed to an entirely new appointment, God does so by calling them each by name. This addition explains a seemingly unnecessary verse that Moses and Aaron took these men who were indicated by their names. Being that we are speaking of an entirely new appointment of the princes, hence we have to presently have a second Then Moses and Aaron took these men who were indicated by their names through which God appointed them and empowered them for this new appointment by name. Just to make a note, with this we see that the typesetter made a mistake, for in truth the two comments of Rashi are but one, in which Rashi is quoting the verse as he explains. Meaning, the quote of the verse Rashi says is these men. And then he starts explaining these 12 princes who were indicated to him here by their names. Let's return to our discussion. Why the verse is calling them these men, rather than princes, is now also understood. Moses taking them now with him to the counting is not as they, them previously being prince of a tribe, but as these men who were now appointed as summoned by the congregation, the entire Jewish people. What is yet left to understand is... Why does each and every princess need to be at the counting of each and every tribe for which God had to now newly appoint them as who were summoned by the entire congregation? For either way, if we need for the all-inclusive senses of the entire Jewish people to be performed through one who is connected to each and every Jew, then it would suffice to do as in the previous countings, which was performed by Moses alone. But from the, And also, too, from the point that this counting was uniquely unprecedented, in which each tribe was counted separately, as the verse says, take the sum of all the congregation of the children of Israel by families following their father's houses. Then it should be enough with each prince being but one who is head of his father's house. The explanation. Rashi, in the opening verse, of this portion defined for us that the entire concept of the counting was, quote, because they were dear to him, he counted them often. And as the Shelah, which he's named so for his works, Shnei Luchot Abris, his name was Rabbi Yeshaya Halevi Horowitz, he explains that through this counting, God made the Jewish people each, and I quote to you from a ruling in the Talmud, is not nullified any item whose manner is to be counted. Hence, the Jew is now counted and he will not be nullified amongst the entire population of the human species. However, this can take place in one of two ways. One, 
the previous census in which the Jewish people were counted as one nation, void of individual tribes, which came to reveal the virtue and preciousness of the Jewish people as they stand above and beyond difference. Now, this refers to the essence of the soul of, of each and every Jew, in which there is no difference between one Jew and another. But there's also a second way this counting comes to reveal, this our counting here, comes to reveal also the individualized virtues of each and every Jew in which one's virtue is unlike the individualized virtues of the other. Now, we find by Jacob's blessing to his 12 sons that he blessed them each individually and differently. Hence, amongst the myriads of different virtues of the myriads of individual Jews, there are generally 12 different paths of service to God. Therefore, this counting of the preciousness of individuals was counted tribe by tribe. This refers to the faculties of the soul. Nevertheless, also in this counting of tribe by tribe, we have the counting of the entire Jewish people as one, giving us the tally of the entire nation. And this expresses that even when we are focusing upon the individual's faculties of differences amongst one and the other, nevertheless here too, there is a detail in which all Jews are alike as well. Hence, in this counting, we have an antithesis. On the one hand, there are different levels, one higher and one lower, and therefore it is inappropriate to have the Jewish people counted as one. But on the other hand, the entire people are also counted as one. Now, the reason for this antithesis being combined as one, counted tribe by tribe and as one people, is because even when we are counting the individuals, the tribes, virtues of each, we are doing so to express how the totality of all these individual virtues ultimately creating one complete body. And in this, there is no difference between the head and the foot, in that they both complete the entire body. And hence, each are counted equally, carrying the value of neither more nor less than one. Now, this is why this counting had to be facilitated by one who is head of his father's house, individuality and differences, as they are, the princes are each summoned by the entire congregation, part of one whole of equality.